All right. Welcome back to the Fast Break. I'm Ben Hicks. I got Aaron Stu with me today. And today we're going to be going over the most recent news in the NBA transaction-wise. We had some some big news. The uh, I guess the the most important news is Giannis Antetokounmpo signing a re-signing with the Milwaukee Bucks on a five-year, $228 million Supermax contract. So, Aaron, I'll just uh, we'll, we'll get right into it. What are your first, first thoughts on this move? Yeah, well, we talked about this last week, and I think this was – the response we were all expecting, him resigning, and uh, we also thought it was going to be the biggest contract in NBA history, and it was, um, breaking some records there, but uh, I guess the moves that the Bucks made were worth it. I know we talked about how they traded Drew Holiday for like four or five picks, which normally would seem crazy, but if it got Giannis to say, then it was all worth it. So um, he's locked up for the next uh, five years, or four or five years, I guess, and um Future is bright for the Bucks. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I've said before, I got, uh, I have a prediction of Giannis winning a third straight MVP and the Bucks finally making that push into the finals this year. Um, Giannis has been very active in the media after signing his contract, saying that he's repaying the Bucks for all the trades and he's wanted to stay loyal to his city, to his team. So, I think it's good to see some loyalty since uh, in the past years we've seen a lot of NBA stars. Uh, go to a place for one year and then and then leave. So I, I like the move for Giannis and for and for the team. Yeah, especially for a small market team like the Bucks, who um, normally aren't going to be able to keep big names like that. Obviously, they kind of had luck with drafting Giannis at uh, fourteen or fifteen or wherever he was drafted. And, um, now he's probably or arguably the best player in the league. I know LeBron and I guess Kevin Durant when he comes back will also be up there, but. Um, I honestly like the team they've put around him. Again, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton are um, both former or uh, current All-Stars who could both be competing for that spot. And um, he'll, he'll be playing with a uh, defensive guard. I think they'll have a really good defense, and I think they'll be pretty good. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, you mentioned that they've given up a lot of draft picks to uh... – to most notably uh, acquire Drew Holiday, the Pelicans. I think that's a good move. They tried a few years ago bringing Eric Bledsoe. He didn't really work out there. Um, they definitely need to add some guard play because whereas some of the other good players or the, the higher-end players in the league, such as LeBron, Giannis, Luka, they can they can run the point. Giannis, isn't that, Giannis is not as great as a perimeter player as those guys, so they, they need a solid guard who can defend the other team's best guard and uh, control the tempo of the game. So I like them bringing in Drew Holiday. Yeah, I think that was their best pickup by far. Obviously, they're also trying to get Bogdan Bogdanovich, who is um, the, a player that Giannis really wanted to play with. And um, obviously, that didn't go through. But um, as long as Giannis re-signed, I think they're going to be really happy overall. Yep. All right, next move. Uh, this is a little, I guess, old by now. Um, but Paul George also re-signed with the Clippers, I believe, this time on a four-year contract uh, for just south of $200 million. So, uh that at the time might have been the biggest contract until Giannis re-signed. So, uh, in my opinion, Paul George has declined in the, in the past few years. What are your thoughts on him re-signing with a huge contract to Los Angeles? I think, is this the same contract? Is all, no, it's not. Um, you're right. So, it's definitely one of the bigger contracts in the league now. But if you remember um, the, OKC to, the OKC to LA trade that Paul George was in, they lost a lot of assets there. I mean, Shea Gotis, Alexander, a bunch of picks. Um, and they kind of had to have Paul George stick around for that all to be worth it. Um, I think they're going to be really happy with that. 
Um, I know he or Kawhi mentioned last year that it wa it wasn't a championship or bust season. They're still moving on. So um, the, I I'm pretty high on them. I think they're my um, second team in the power rankings we did last week, and I think they'll bounce back and be really good. I know you're not as high as high on the Clippers, but I think this was re-signing that kind of had to have. And if Kawhi also re-signs, then um, they'll they'll be set for a while. Yeah, I used to be really high on Paul George when he was kind of more reserved, uh, uh, quieter personality back in his Pacers days. I thought he was underrated at, underrated as a player. Uh, in those Pacers days, they challenged the Heat every single year uh, and took in the Game 7 Eastern Conference Finals. I thought Paul George deserved to be up there with the uh, in the top-tier players in the league. Then obviously had that gruesome knee injury a few years ago and uh, got traded to OKC and then just a few years later to Los Angeles. I think he's... He's been more vocal, a little more demanding of his situation. And I think his plays uh, honestly falter a little bit when he's had a second star, such as Kawhi. So uh, I, I expect that he'll have a better year than, than this prior season, but I don't think he'll return to those Indiana days. Yeah, I mean, he's no longer the leading player on his team. So um, I don't think he'll ever really be there. He obviously did perform too well um, in the playoffs. And it was the first time I think that his team was really – pushing for a championship, so the environment he was in, he didn't really seem like he was doing too well, and um, Kawhi's not really going to, Kawhi can be your team leader, but he's not going to be the person in the locker room um, bringing the team chemistry up, so Paul George may have to take a larger role going into next year. I know um, they lost Montres Harrell, and um, they signed Serge Ibaka, so um, kind of a center change there, but not too much else happening. Um, pretty much the same team as last year except for everyone's a year older. So we'll see how that affects them. But um, yeah, that, That's a good point because um, Kawhi is definitely their, their best player and their leader on the floor, their floor general. But I think Paul George has to be that vocal voice in the locker room to control the locker room, make sure everybody knows their role. I think that that's his role. And that's more behind the scenes. But I think if he does that and, and his teammates respect him, it'll show on the court. And I think he can have a bounce back season. For sure. Um, I guess the next thing um, on the – outline would be uh, the all the James Harden drama. I guess in the past week, every day, we've gotten some more news. First, he wasn't showing up. Then he's spotted celebrating Lil Baby's birthday in Las Vegas. And then he's skipping media and giving Lil Baby a $300,000 watch. And then coming to training camp late. And then he finally plays in preseason, does terrible, looks and looks overweight. Yeah, so he, he I guess he also added, I guess his list of teams he wants to go-to is now expanded to Philly, the Heat, the Bucks, and the Nets. There's so much to unpack here, but what are your initial thoughts on all this? Well, what I've read uh, recently is that the, the past few years, all the Rockets' major moves, whether it was bringing in Chris Paul, bringing in Russell Westbrook, bringing in John Wall, they all passed through James Harden first. Um, and it seems like Harden's not happy with the situation. Now, whether those reports of him of the front office clearing his clearing moves with him are true. Uh, you'd expect a star like this who's performed so well in Houston to, to, to I guess, have more interest in staying. It seemed, it, it seemed to me kind of out of the blue that he wanted to leave. Typically with, with guys you would see years ahead that, okay, they're going to leave this offseason. But with Harden, this just kind of sparked up out of nowhere. We were talking about him just two years ago taking Houston to the, to the finals or winning back-to-back -back MVPs. And now, like you said, it's obviously it's only one it's only one preseason game, but he did not look good, looked out of shape, wasn't in training camp. So uh, he's a big question mark for teams to trade for his contract and trade for all his uh, ball dominant and how many shots per game he takes. 
Yeah, I mean, it was reported that he had a big deal with that Russell Westbrook trade. He really wanted to get Russell Westbrook, and that didn't work out. I think, personally, they should have tried to keep Chris Paul, and they would have been um, doing better off. So now that he doesn't seem as interested, it's really he, he's really taken player empowerment to the max. I mean, in the past, we've a lot of people have supported players being able to choose what team they go to or have more say in their contracts and such, but um, him with two or three years left in his deal, I think it's two years, um, he they, he could be in Houston for another two whole seasons, which is um, the earliest a player's really ever demanded a trade for. Um, even with Kyrie or um, Anthony Davis, they had under a year left when they demanded a trade. Um, so it's just so interesting how this happened. You're right. We, we never really saw it coming, and um, they've made some moves where if he does have to play a month or so, maybe they can convince him to stay because John Walls looked really good. Boogie Cousins looked really good. Um, but if he's not happy and he's not playing to his full potential, I'm just not sure how the Rockets are going to be turning out. Yeah, I agree with that statement because I was um, a little cautious to see how John Wall coming off and, and DeMarcus Cousins off of – they were both missed the past two seasons due to leg injuries. And they both came out like their old selves. John Wall looked quick. Looked, he looked explosive. Looked like Kentucky Day, John Wall. DeMarcus Cousins knew his role. Uh, set, set a lot of good screens, rolled. It, he looked like he was in his Sacramento days. So uh, I think even if Harden leaves and if they get a good haul for him, that, that team could contend for the playoffs with how John Wall and Boogie Cousins have been looking so far. Yeah, speaking of the hauls they could get, I mean, again, 76ers, Heat, Bucks, and Nets. Um he added the Bucks to the list. They just resigned Giannis. I think there's no way they um, go for Harden. The Nets have been rumored. Um, I don't think might... they have the cap space too. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Um, all these, all these teams would be trades, I believe. I don't think any of them actually do have space. The Nets, that's obviously been the big Lavert, Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, and five picks or whatever. That'd be a huge trade. Um, but that has looked as the most likely, and then. Heat, they seem pretty set, and Philly, I guess that's the second. There's just so many options here, but with such a huge contract, and um, the way he's active can't increase his trade value at all, so we'll see if anything yeah. actually ends up happening. I could see James Harden for Ben Simmons, Matisse Seibel, and a pick, and if I'm Houston, I would do that deal because uh, everybody knows my hatred towards Ben Simmons, but I think he'd fit well there with a, a quicker point guard and a more perimeter player. And then you put in Ben Simmons there, you got Cousins, yeah. you get you get a pick and Thibault has proved to be a, a solid player on both sides of the ball. For sure, I'm not. I'm not actually sure if Philly's willing to give that much up. I mean, they've been working with this young core for five years, and I'm not sure if they're gonna mm -hmm. be taking the risk for two years of James Harden when he's looked a little off. If anything, I think it might be a one for one trade. I don't know if they throw in another young player like Matisse Stiple, but um, we'll see. We'll see if anything comes up there. Yep, I agree with that. All right, so. Um, the next we can talk about, the schedule for the first half of the season came out. Um, and along with that, all the national TV games. I know there's a lot of rumors about that. I don't know if that all pulled up. But um, I think the Wizards have, like, one nationally televised game. And the uh, Pelicans have, like, 13. And people were getting mad about that. Um, but the opening night games and the Christmas Day games are the two main days on the schedule that everyone's talking about. Opening night, we have Warriors versus Nets and Clippers versus Lakers. Do you have any thoughts about those two games? Love to see the battle of uh, the battle of LA. Um, I, I expected it to be a good game. I actually, when the schedule came out, I I went through every game and picked it, and I've got the uh, 
I've got the Lakers at one in the West through the first half and the Clippers at, at three. Um, so I think that'll be a great game like it was last year on opening night. Very close game all throughout. I think the Warriors and the Nets will be a good game, too. I, I'm anxious to see KD back in his first game against his old team. Um, I, uh, again, a return of Steph Curry. I haven't seen him in meaningful basketball in over a year. So I think that that'll be a fun matchup, too. But I think the better game will be uh, the Battle of L.A., but two, two fun games to watch. Yeah, the Battle of L.A., that's definitely a game that they've been pushing um, all last year. They, those were big games, and this year will probably be a big game, too. Um, I think they did play in preseason, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Warriors-Nets, I'm actually really excited. Uh, Steph Curry's looked pretty good in preseason. Um, I think they're an interesting team. And then the Nets, obviously, we we they have the same team as last year, but I think it's going to be completely different with Kyrie and KD. They're going to add a lot to that team that it's going to be really interesting to watch. I think they're one of the most interesting teams that I'm looking forward to watch. Watching yep, very intriguing squad there. Christmas Day, I guess, is the next day, um, and there's five games there. First, we have Pelicans Heat, then Warriors Bucks, Nets Celtics, Mavs Lakers, and Clippers Nuggets. So I'm, I'm, I'm just going to ask you there, what is the game you're most excited to see, and what is the game you're most confused, or what is the game you're curious to why they had them playing? All right, so it's a tie for me for most for most intriguing. Nets Celtics, I always enjoy. They always uh, most years they have a marquee Eastern Conference matchup that ends up being the best game of the day. So two very good teams right there. I like Boston's roster this year. Again, we just mentioned the Nets. They're very very interesting, very intriguing team there. So I think that'll be a great matchup to watch. KD going at it with uh, Jason Tatum. So that that'll be fun to watch. And then probably the obvious choice is Lakers Mavs. Uh, love to see Luca and LeBron battle it out. LeBron uh, trying to claim another title so I think that'll be another game that goes right down to the wire yeah I agree Mavs Lakers is definitely the game I'm most excited for I guess uh, Luka is definitely the league's biggest upcoming star and LeBron's been the face of the league for 15 years at least so um, we'll, we'll see how that turns out I think um, Luka right now actually has the highest odds for MVP so we'll see how that works out that's a really exciting game to watch for me the most puzzling game is Pelicans Heat it's not a super exciting game they put it at the 12:30 slot or whatever, but I think the heats they had to throw in there because the heat because um, they were in the finals last year, so you have to give them a spot somewhere. And then the Pelicans have Zion, but um, I don't think they really wanted to put the Pelicans against another like huge powerhouse because they would get destroyed. So I think Pelicans Heat just the, they they had to throw both those teams in somewhere, and that's just how it ended up. Yeah, but I agree with that um, for the the exact same reasons really with the Heat. Um, I think we have a consensus that they're not going to probably make the finals. They're not going to have a great regular season. There's probably too much hype surrounding them. There's some, some solid teams in the East. Um, and the Pelicans, I think it's just ESPN, again, trying to spark attention in the NBA, yeah. trying to get attention mm -hmm. on Zion. He hasn't played in a while. He missed a, lot of his, missed a lot of his rookie year. Young team trying to get attention to them. And I, I think it's, uh, it is a puzzling matchup, but it could be a good game. Oh, yeah, for sure. It'll be interesting to – see the heat back. I mean, there were a five seed last year. It's just kind of how the bracket shaped out and ended up getting fairly lucky with the the Bucks there and Giannis didn't perform too well, but um, it will be interesting to see how that game happens. And the Pelicans, I'm actually pretty high on. They've improved a lot. That game's just pro probably the least exciting of all of them, I have to say. I mean, Clippers Nuggets, that was the 
playoff matchup last year that the Clippers blew 3-1. That's going to be really exciting. And you already talked about Nets-Celtics and then uh, Warriors-Bucks. That'll be um, just good to see Steph Curry again. I think he's a player that everyone wants to watch. Yep, I agree. All right, that's all I have. All right. That was a good episode. I think tomorrow we are resuming our redrafting series with a 2015, I believe, this time. So that's the Carl Anthony Towns draft. So we'll see you then. Yep. See you.